Hi, I'm Mike Sklenz, and this is Nintendo World Report's Connectivity Podcast, episode 136, I Don't See Kerfuffle. This week we've got two segments for you. The first is a big long one on all of our E3 2014 predictions, and then after that, Alex gives a breakdown of Watch Dogs, which will hopefully one day come to Wii U as foretold. Uh, Enjoy the episode. Welcome to some E3 2014 predictions. I'm your host, Neil Ronahan, and with me today we got Alex Kulafi. Hello there. And Addison Webb. Howdy. Um, so E3 2014 is happening in when we're recording uh almost exactly oh a little less than two weeks. I, holy shit. Um so we're less than two weeks away from E3, and we're gonna talk about what we think's gonna happen. Uh Nintendo's going to have a booth. They are at E3, contrary to what some people on the internet might might think. Uh, they're not having a big old press conference. They're just having their Nintendo digital event, but they'll have the same booth space that they've had in years past. Uh, we do know one thing that will be there in full force, but we don't really know what way, and that's uh, NFC, or I guess it's the NFP, the Nintendo figurine platform, which are the, uh, the little figurines a la Skylanders and Disney Infinity. So, Alex, what do you think is are these NFC figures all about? So, I had my my first prediction was entirely specific, and I've probably mentioned this on the podcast before, but there have been trademarks for uh, two or three games, and uh, those trademarks are for S T E A M, the Strike Team eliminating the Alien Menace is what Which I just said. Dumb, for. dumb name. It sounds like a, a '90s cartoon show. <laughs> and. Uh, Pokken Fighters slash Pokken Tournament. And I think both of those are all three. I don't know if Pokken Fighters and Tournament is like an app in a game or two games or whatever. I think that is going to be the big original NFC. Uh, those are going to be the big original NFC games that Nintendo is going to show off. And I specifically say that because the Strike Team eliminating the Alien Menace sounds specifically like the kind of game... Like the Wonderful 101 was, where it's all this mishmash of heroes who don't quite fit together, even though they have a common thread uniting them, and then they try to fight some goofy enemy using all of their combined power. And Pokémon Fighters sounds like the perfect platform to get a bunch of Pokémon figurines and have them fight against each other. Yeah, because that's someone that we've seen kind of like screens of, too, that have been like teased and stuff, right? Yeah, there there was that that Pokémon demo from some Japanese... Uh, yeah, convention yeah, yeah. a long time ago, which they claimed wasn't part of anything, but is probably this. Yeah. Um, my kind of theory with the NFC stuff is that I think there will be something in a similar scope to Nintendo Land, but probably with more possibility for expansion. Um, but I don't think it'll necessarily be like a, a retail disc game, or maybe it'll be collected into it, but I think it'll be like individual apps that could be you know, codename Steam or Pocket Fighters or what have you. But basically, you'll have figures, and then they will unlock different things in each game. Um, where with Pocket Fighters, maybe it's different characters that you can fight as. In Codename Steam, different characters you can play as, or maybe even items and boosts and stuff. And I think that for pretty much every Wii U game this fall, or I guess maybe after... Um, you know, NFP comes out, which that that could be later in the fall, so it might preclude some of these games that might be coming out before then. I think the trophies will do, or the uh, the NF the NFP figurines will do something like add trophies in Smash Brothers, um, maybe like different types of weapons and armor in X, 
maybe power-ups in Yarn Yoshi or something. Just kind of a way that they will have games that you can play as them in that I think will be structured like Nintendo Land where there will be more in line with what they've done with like Rusty's Real Deal Baseball where it will be a smaller experience that these figures play with as opposed to something really deep. Yeah, um, they uh, they made and it'll it just kind of it'll work it'll work around like everything from here on out though. They uh, they made it specifically clear that there are going to be multiple games showing off NFC. Yeah, Smash Bros is probably one of them at this point. There are a couple others that are probably Pokemon Fighters and Steam. Uh, and they said that it's going to be at different points of development. So some of the, these games aren't going to come out this year. Some of them are going to come out uh, yeah. this year. And it ju- just sounds like at least the way Iwata was describing it, that they're planning for something of all different... It sounds like they're planning on something on a big scale with many titles of different varying sizes. So I think your prediction does line up pretty well. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, because it seems like what they're trying to do is where Skylanders and Disney Infinity are both kind of focused on different experiences. It seems like Nintendo's trying to do all of that and more. And I, and I think that, while I don't think it'll really do much sales-wise, and I think from looking at the uh, the expectations uh, for how many systems they're going to sell this year, I don't know if Nintendo really expects a huge boon from all these figurines, but I think that the way that they're going to structure it with, these, with the NFC figures is it's going to be almost like how when Microsoft released the Kinect, where they're going like, to kind of use it as a launch pad to maybe get a different audience in. I don't think it'll be as big and bold as the Kinect or even as successful, but I think that's what they're going to try to do to try to, you know, wring some some goodness out of the shitstorm that's the Wii U. Fair enough. Yeah. At, so, at, yeah. Addison, what's your take on the NFC stuff? Well, I kind of went out on a pretty crazy limb here, but just when Awada was talking about it in that meeting, uh, he specifically, like NFP, the P stands for platform, so I think there's some significance there that's probably not just like a set of games or apps. And also, he stressed that Nintendo is going to do something completely different than what Activision, Disney have done with theirs. So my crazy NFP prediction is that they are going to replace optical media for the Wii U and game distribution with the MP- NFP <laughs> figurines. So wow. when you go to get... Th- Let's say they make a new Zelda game. You can go get a Link or a Zelda figure, and that will unlock the download for the game. And there will still be the ability to <laughs> download games from the eShop, and how they incentivize people to do that is they'll open up the digital deluxe to all Wii U owners. So that will give people still incentive to buy from the eShop. And since it's going to the 3DS, you can take those same figures into 3DS games from the same franchises and unlock extra content like DLC. Like you can take your Link character and maybe unlock a new dungeon Link Between Worlds or something like that. So there's my crazy NFP. I, I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Although, I mean, it is kind of funny because it seems like using figurines as as, uh, as the media is like doing what Microsoft was trying to do with the Xbox One, but in like a really colorful Nintendo manner. Sure, yeah. It, uh... It sounds a lot like... Well, I'm guessing... I'm saying that it'll... The fact that it would replace all disc media doesn't sound like it's quite what Nintendo's going to do. But in this NFC future, it does sound interesting and perhaps even possible that downloadable games or DLC specifically, like 
under a gigabyte could be transferred through these figures. Sure. Uh, at least very special ones that would be like, so here's a Pushmo toy. Uh, you can't actually use it as a figure, but bring this to your house and you get a Pushmo toy and you get a copy of the game. Sure. Yeah, or like you get a Pikachu and it unlocks like a Pokemon eShop game or something like that. Sure. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. That helps them retailize the, if that's even the word, retailize their digital games. So uh, let's move on to Smash Brothers. So we know that Super Smash Brothers on Wii U and 3DS are going to be at E3 in a big bad way. There's going to be the tournament, the the Invitational that's going to be going on just next door. Um, and it seems uh, there's also going to be the developer discussion on Tuesday night. And I have a feeling, at least my prediction related to Smash Brothers is pretty simple. I think that half of Nintendo's Wii U's on the floor will be playing Smash Brothers. They better be. Well, unless yeah. they got Zelda there, which they won't, but... Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Smash Bros is going to be the biggest thing there. It's going to be why people who don't even cover Nintendo are probably going to be at that booth. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I kind of think that the general sentiment for Nintendo overall is going to be, I mean, probably talking about the the boldness of whatever they're doing with NFC, and then we'll probably just be people like. There's one thing in E3 that I always kind of enjoy doing, and that's like whenever I'm at another booth, like you know whether it's you know Activision, Natsume, whoever. I'll always ask, like, oh, have you guys, have you guys heard anything about the show? And they, they usually ask the same thing. I mean, people are usually curious about what other people are thinking. And I expect when people talk to me about Nintendo stuff, they will either be like, man, NFC seems bonkers, or I need to get over there to play Smash. Yeah. It, uh, it, it sounds like Nintendo... The fact that they're giving up their press conference... I don't know if giving up is the right word. But the fact that they're putting the venue that they would have their press conference in and giving it uh, a Smash Bros. tournament says a lot about how they're going to be focusing their efforts this year. Yeah. It's the game with the broadest appeal that they have really coming out after Mario Kart. So they're going to put all their force behind it for sure. Yeah. I mean, I expect that this will be like Smash Bros. The E3 show. Like that's going to be what's on display. Um, is, is there anything else anyone has to say about Smash Brothers, or is that kind of it? Well, you know how in the Smash Direct they said that the characters going to be the same on both versions? Yeah. I think they can completely throw that away and be like, hey, all these characters you've been whining about that aren't in the game, they're only on the Wii U version. So you get Mewtwo and Ridley and all those people who you wanted. We're going See, to throw them in the Wii U version. Only. I don't I don't buy that because it's not like they just said it one time. Like They've been saying that since... I think since last E3, Sakurai has repeatedly said that, like, you know, the Wii U and the 3DS versions were going to have the same character roster. I think they're the reason they're going to do that is so they can maximize their efforts. Because it's clear, based on the way Sakurai has talked, that they're not going to have 60 characters in the game. In fact, we'll be sure. lucky if we probably get 45 total. Hmm. So if he's going to spend all of his roster energy... Uh, on a character, and characters in fighting games are certainly a lot of work, I'm sure. Uh, he wants, he would want to do it in a way that uh, he could he could put his effort to the most good use. And I'm not saying Sakurai makes this himself, but whatever character comes in that game, he's probably doing some of the most work on it. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is probably, I would hope for Sakurai's health 
that there's a little more balance than there has been in some of the Smash Brothers games in in the past. Because I know like Melee, like dude near like killed himself to developing that game. Um, but he has final say. He is the director of that game, so it's it's his vision. They um, do have the luxury of being able to patch the game now, which helps yeah. for sure. Yeah, and I think because right now we're at about thirty characters. I think I think it. I think twenty nine is exactly. the number. Okay, twenty nine. Maybe actually no, counting uh the recently revealed Ike. It, yeah. I think it might actually be thirty. Okay, I think I think we'll probably hear the rest of the roster. It, well, maybe not the rest of the roster. I think we'll we'll probably I, I think we'll be up to thirty five by the end of E three at least, and we'll we'll still have like you know five to ten more after that. Yeah, they they got to have one or two for the direct. They got to have at least one for the ninety minute press conference, yeah. and they probably got to have one in between that at some point. Yeah, and then I think we'll get a couple more. You know, maybe even some after the Smash Brothers three uh, DS versions out. Like some hidden ones that we won't hear about until until they reveal it in a trailer a week before the game comes out. Sure. Um, so is that it for Smash Brothers? Nope. I still I still had my big old prediction. Oh, okay, go for uh, it. So this one is half prediction, half observation. So uh, I think it was this morning, but actually no, it must have been a couple days ago when there was the Best Buy. Uh, this. Super Smash Brothers thing is happening at Best Buys all around the country. And I noticed something. I noticed that when they called the games Super, Sma- <coughs> Super Smash Brothers for Wii U and Super Smash Brothers for 3DS, only Super Smash Brothers was italicized. And only Super Smash Brothers was italicized for both versions. Uh, and as you know, when something is italicized, it usually represents the title of the game. Now this is weird, because in E3 press releases and even the... Uh, Smash Bros. Direct press release. Super Smash Bros. for 3DS and Super Smash Bros. for Wii U was italicized in full. So at one point in time, this was officially the final title of the game. But now, don't only fucking Super kid Smash yourself. Brothers, it's not. It, it was never going to be Super Smash Bros. for Wii U. It was sold as the title of the game for a long time. Name Not Final wasn't anywhere and still hasn't been anywhere. And, and they're not afraid of putting Name Not Final on something. I think, I you know what, I think that this was a recent decision, and I think we're going to see the results of that decision at E3. We are going to see Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS get their final titles. Uh, Wii U and 3DS might get different titles, and it will either be Kerfuffle, Rumble, or Royale. I think Rumble or Royale would be the most likely ones. Yeah, I don't see Kerfuffle... But it seems like they're gearing up to change those titles. That that is what the it's there is evidence to suggest that factually they are probably gearing up to actually change those titles. I mean, yeah, I would say if they if they if they were going to reveal the names of Smash Brothers, this would kind of be the perfect time. There is there really isn't much of a time after yeah. this to do it on. Yeah, because then the game stuff. should be kind of out like after that, like August maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think this will this will be out in August, I believe. Late August, but August. Yeah. Actually, scrolling through Nintendo press releases, checking uh, how they have Smash Brothers. The uh, check out the European Smash Direct one, and then check out the new Best Buy one. Eh, every everything for America that I checked, they've always referred to it as like Super Smash Brothers in italics, 
uh, not in italics for Wii U and 3DS. You know what? Is... Now I, I guess you know what I won't <laughs> check it right back now. Right now, right now I'm in March of this year, so around the direct. But check the European one too, and it is fully italicized. Well, that could just be them being wrong. Yeah, because all, the, Amer- all the American ones are consistent. How far back did you go? Uh, I went to the direct. I'm still going back. You know what? New prediction. It's not changing titles. Super Smash Brothers is going to be the final title for both games. Let's move on. <laughs> I mean, I think I think it'll. I I I do think that Super Smash Brothers for Wii U and Super Smash Brothers for 3DS are not the final titles of those games. I think they will have a name because isn't it like the the 3DS one is like the the logo is more red tinged. Yeah. Yeah, and we use blue. I think. Yeah, which is kind of the colors of the system, but that could tie into a name for both of them, like fire red. And, <laughs> they're bringing uh, back Pokemon. Yeah. Then people oh, think there are different characters on each one. <laughs> yeah, you can only. Well, yeah, maybe they'll have it where you can only get certain Pokemon in the Wii U version. <laughs> like Jigglypuff is only in the Wii U version. Pichu's only in the 3DS version. How much of a ripoff would that be if we got Pichu <laughs> on the 3DS such version? Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, let's move on to our next topic, which is the Zelda. Well, I guess it's just Zelda. Um, we do kind of know. Uh, well, we do know for a fact that Hyrule Warriors is going to be playable at E3, um, according to Numa back in the fall, uh, right before Link Between Worlds came out. We will also see Zelda on Wii U at this E3 as well. Um, what do you guys think we will see about, uh, you know, Hyrule Warriors, Zelda on Wii U, or anything Zelda-related? A trailer! And that's probably it. I mean, my, my kind of theory with Zelda Wii U is that we'll either, it'll either just be a trailer, but I think we are getting a trailer bare minimum. I don't think they can do like what they did uh, for Skyward Sword, where the first E3 that it was mentioned, they just talked about it for five minutes and had a had an, uh, a piece of art. And and it could be a trailer with gameplay. I just don't think it's going to be demoed on stage, and I don't think it's going to be demoed on the show floor, obviously. Yeah, I think there's a small chance that we'll get a vertical slice demo, but I think that's, if it's if it's way further along, basically if everything has been going smoothly with Zelda Wii U, then there will be a vertical slice demo. I kind of doubt that happens, because I don't think that's ever happened with a Zelda game. So I kind of expect there to just be a trailer, but We'll probably we'll probably hear kind of like a you know a top line like we'll hear more than we heard about Skyward Sword in E3 2009. I think we'll hear about the same amount that we heard about Skyward Sword in E3 2010, where it was first playable, but we might not get a playable demo. Fair enough. I don't think there will be Zelda Wii U at E3 this year. Do you think it'll be commented on at all, or just not mentioned? I don't think it'll even be brought up, except maybe, hey, we have a Zelda in the works. Maybe, like, here's a screenshot, but in that. Yeah. That well, they'll most... be forced to respond uh, if that yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah, because sure. it is something where it has been sort of promised to an extent. Um, but I think we finally get our Majora's Mask remake. Yeah, that's kind of, I guess, my my layered theory about this is... Um, I mean, I think Hyrule Warriors is going to be the dominant Zelda game at E3 this year. I think that'll probably be one of the bigger Wii U games playable, um, at least as far as like how how much focus is on it and how much how much uh, you know demo real estate is given to it. Um, mostly, mostly because that game's near completion, right? So they'll be able to do a good demo. 
Um, but, and we'll probably hear about new playable characters and stuff. And I think we will hear about Majora's Mask 3DS if there isn't a Zelda Wii U demo. Yes, um, that's if what If there I is a thinking. Zelda Wii U demo, or if Zelda Wii U has way more than a trailer, then Majora's Mask will not be mentioned on the... I still think that 3DS remake is happening. It makes too much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And then I think we will hear about Majora's Mask on 3DS in like a July Nintendo Direct. If that's there's already yeah. if there's two Zelda games that are getting the focus already. I agree with you. I don't think Majora's Mask is at E3, but I also think Majora's Mask uh, hits everywhere worldwide this year. And I think the answer to that is to pull a Donkey Kong Country 3D and reveal it in a Nintendo Direct two or three months before they plan on uh, yeah. putting it out. Because yeah, it's th- not as big of a deal now as it was as the Ocarina of Time was in 2011. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I think like, uh, you know, it'll probably come out around Halloween, like, like Majora's Mask originally. Um, I also had that they'll add like a little multiplayer mode to it. Kind of like they did with the Link to the Past Four Swords. Ooh. I think they'll probably tack on some sort of... (laughs) Majora's Mask Four Giants, like... (laughs) Maybe like a battle mode where you can use the different transformations or something like that. I don't know. That was actually, I was, uh, we're doing a feature next week on uh, like characters that we think will be in Hyrule Warriors or, or want to see in Hyrule Warriors. And I kind of had this idea of you have um, like a, a kid Link from Majora's Mask who changes between like Young Link, Goron Link, Dooku Link, and Zora Link. That would be a, pretty awesome. character in uh, Hyrule Warriors, which I don't think will happen, but that would be pretty cool. I hope so. That would be sweet, especially the Goron. Just yeah. run over Moblins. <laughs> so as far as Zelda Wii U do, do we have any ideas as to what they could possibly be doing that trailer well not that trailer but that tech demo from uh, when the Wii U was revealed in I think 2011 was it yep uh, I think that might be close to what the final game looks like and I know <laughs> I know that there's a trend of the tech demo looking nothing like the final Zelda game see that's I, I, I would have agreed with you, but I actually am um, for another feature that we're doing where we're kind of writing what we know about, uh, you know, Nintendo games that we expect at E3. Uh, I was looking up what has been said about Zelda on Wii U, and this is something that I feel like everyone forgot happened. But when it was talked about when Wind Waker HD was revealed uh, back in January 2013 at that Nintendo Direct, Anuma said that they will not be using the graphics from that E3 2011 Wii U tech demo. <laughs> That's kind of disappointing because I can't think of an art style I would want more than that. Yeah. Uh, even even I well I definitely wouldn't want another Wind Waker looking game, and I definitely because we just had one of those. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I no, wouldn't I'll, want. I'll, I'll agree with that. I mean, I another love Wind Waker Sword to death. either. I I want them to do something else, even if it looks closer to like that weird Twilight Princess, uh, half Twilight Princess, half Skyward Sword art style that I think people were teasing in quote unquote leaks. From a long time yeah. ago, it's I that super HD semi realistic art style uh, that that just sat right with me when I saw that demo for the first time. Yeah, because uh, what Anuma did say about the graphics was that um, it wasn't going to be like that tech demo, and that while they were kind of working on the graphics for the Wii U game, that's when they started working on Wind Waker HD. So to me, mm-hmm. that kind of says that. They're probably going to be some happy medium between Wind Waker and that tech demo, which is probably going to look somewhat like Skyward Sword, but maybe maybe like in a different way. If 
the next Zelda game looks like the Wind Waker. If this HD remake was just them prepping to do the proper full work on this game, I will be so terribly disappointed. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, Wind Waker and she looked great, but I, I like I like seeing new art styles another. in my Zelda games. Yeah, I, I would be crushed if uh, if that's what this game looks like. If they put out a Zelda game, they have my sixty dollars. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I mean, I'm in that mode too. as well. I, I I might I might grimace about it a little bit, but I'll still yeah. be there day one. Like, yeah, let's get real. Um, any anything else about Zelda before we move on to the next topic? A big old we'll see. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they're gonna say about Zelda Wii U. I, I think there's that that is probably the potential to be like the weirdest thing at E3 is what they do with Zelda Wii U. Hmm. But something that we don't know about at all is the uh, the mystery 3DS game that will have an hour and a half developer discussion on Wednesday night during E3. Um, what do we think this game is? A new IP. Uh, specifically, I will say that the new th- surprise 3DS game will be a new franchise, and it will get a level of focus similar to Nintendo Land, uh, when that got its own little mini developer discussion a few years ago. Yeah. And it will focus on a character, and it will be something Nintendo hasn't done before. And I will also say that if Miyamoto's game isn't uh, the strike team eliminating the alien menace, which I have a certain suspicion that it will be, I think this 3DS game will be Miyamoto's new game. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of what I'm leaning towards as well. Um, I think it'll be either a new franchise or a drastic new take on a franchise. Like, kind of like the equivalent of, like, Metroid Prime to Super Metroid. Not saying it's gonna be Metroid, but it'll be something where it'll be like, hey, you remember F-Zero when it was a racing game? Well, now it's an open-world bounty hunter game, or something like that. I think that would be cool if they actually did that, uh, My Dream F-Zero game, which is half racing, half beat-em-up. Oh, no, no, that would be cool as shit. That's never gonna happen. (laughs) <laughs> because they seem to have given up on F-Zero without realizing that, hey, we have a character who is supposedly a bounty hunter and all we've done are racing games. Maybe we could build off of that? No. No, we can't. I'll just put put it in Nintendo Land. Tilt the tilt the gamepad. Avoid tornadoes. If we F-Zero, think about... Huh? Oh, sorry. I was well, thinking I was just... an F-Zero open world crime game. Uh, Grand Theft F-Zero. Like if I, I would it is Miyamoto's uh, new game, if this is Miyamoto's new game, and he said he has said that he wants to create a new character specifically with his new game, he, yeah. he is out to create a character. It's his new game is not going to be Strike Team eliminating the alien menace because that is not a game that surrounds one character, or yeah. whatever that ends up being. Because the, well, unless the he's creating Strike a team of characters, maybe, maybe the Strike Team is like four people. Oh, I, I would like to hope that it's not Miyamoto making Fuse. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, in my head, this totally screams to me. Miyamoto wants to make a slightly smaller game. He wants to make a new character. And he wants to do the Miyamoto thing of doing a different twist on something we may have seen before. I think this is it. That's, that's basically... Re- remember know, when Miyamoto made the comment that he could make Halo? Maybe he's making Halo. He just releases Halo Combat <laughs> Evolved on Wii U. <laughs> no, with, that, with total ignorance. 
or no, there's a bunch of people that are just like, are are you kidding me? He's like, this took me years to create. Once <laughs> it's again, his evolution of Metro. No one at Nintendo plays games on any other system. I do love the quote from Enuma, how he played Skyrim only because it had a name that was similar to Skyward Sword. <laughs> and that's the only reason why he played Skyrim, not because it's like, oh, maybe I can get some ideas from this. And he's like, no, oh, it has Sky in the title. I need to check it out. I guess going back to Zelda a tiny bit, uh, I am pretty interested in what the next Zelda game is going to take inspiration from. Because it's clear that uh, Aonuma wants to do something incredibly different with this next Zelda. Like, he wants yeah. he wants to touch on multiplayer in some weird way. He wants to uh, break tradition of what a Zelda game is supposed to be. I really wonder if there is going to be a touch of Dark Souls or a touch of Elder Scrolls and what he ends up being and ends up doing, regardless of whether it's intentional or not. Yeah, I mean, that, that could be the case. That's all I got to say about that. Well, uh, let's move on then. Uh, let's talk about X. Do we think X will be at E3? It'll have a trailer. Yeah, that's what I think too. You don't think it's going to be playable? I think it's going to say 2014. Yeah, and I think people will be like, oh, is it going to come to North America? I don't know. Is it going to come to North America? We're not sure. And And no one at Nintendo will give a straight answer. Um, Wasn't it already announced for North America? Yeah, yeah, no, I just I just laugh because everyone seems to doubt it every time it's mentioned because of what happened with Xenoblade. But Xenoblade was never in a Nintendo Direct, well, until it was. You know, Xenoblade was actually at a couple of E3s uh, when it was called Monado. Was it uh, always a Nintendo game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, I, I think it showed up in trailer form... In, I think 2009, and it might have even been in 2008 as well. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I think I don't think X is going to be playable. I don't think it's a game that would probably. I think it would need a more involved demo than Nintendo would probably offer it at E3. Sure. Even if it did somehow come out this year, and I'm sure everyone here highly doubts that. Yeah, um, I, I think it'll still I think don't it think it would be playable Japan this year, but not here. Yeah. Even if it's even if it's ready to come out tomorrow, they still wouldn't have a demo at E three because it's just not that kind of game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean I think as far as X in the kind of the grand scheme of things, I think that's probably at best uh November, December two thousand fourteen ah. in Japan, and at best Q one two thousand fifteen for everywhere else. And that's that's like at 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 best. Um but let's move on to Yarn Yoshi, another Wii U game that we know that exists, maybe. Um, I think Yarn Yoshi might be there. I feel like it might be a completely different game at this point. Well, maybe not Maybe not a completely different game. I think it'll look different than what it did when we saw screens of it like four years ago. I disagree with your assessment. I, I Well, let me ask you this. When has Nintendo... Uh, significantly changed a game in the last, I will say, five years that was insanely different from when it was fully revealed officially to when it came out. Um, I, I, I keep on only thinking of the GameCube stuff. I'm like the, there. I'm, I don't know if uh, the original Smash Bros was a real that was revealed in that weird polygon form, but it's it's just. It's weird to me to think that something that is that was established with a trailer would be a completely different There was game. no trailer. 
Well, not trailer, but it was that, established that with fucking footage. four screenshots and a tentative name. There was <laughs> playable. I'm almost positive there's playable gameplay for a few seconds nope. during that uh, video. Nope. You know, what? I'm going to find out while we're talking about something. <laughs> I am, but I, I, am, I will. I, will, I, will I am ninety nine point nine 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 percent sure that there was just like four or five screens and a tentative title. Let me, let me give you my prediction before I figure that out. Uh, I think Yarn Yoshi won't be named Yarn Yoshi, regardless of what it is. It'll it be called will... Yoshi Yarn. Uh, well, Yarn Yoshi, Yoshi Yarn, I don't think it's going to be called either of those things. Uh, I think it. we will get a trailer at E3, and I think it'll be the early 2015 game, regardless of whatever years put on the end of its trailer. So they might say 2014 in the trailer. I think that's the early 2015 game. I think Yarn Yoshi could be October. Hmm. Sure, I mean, been working at this, at this point, it's been in development for probably three years. Like, if it, unless I mean, that's part of the reason why I think it, it got a tea table tea table upended at some point um, is because it's taken a long time for this game to come out. Unless Good Feel is completely and woefully unequipped to be developing in HD, which, given Nintendo's recent history with HD, could be the case. Like it's either that or or it's it's different in some way. I think it'll look somewhat different than the original, kind of in between. Because I mean, with the feedback they got with Yoshi's New Island, Yoshi has some very hardcore fans that want something very specific. So I think they probably have made some changes to make it look a little more warm and cartoony. I remember those screenshots look kind of more like a realistic it was almost like a toy story type thing where he was just like running around like couch cushions if i remember correctly a oh, motherfucker there actually was footage yep Although i know that was what all I of saw. it right or was there more it i think it was like it might have been actually those four seconds okay okay but it existed in some gameplay form yeah Yeah, and then it goes to the dumb, the dumb, sorry, this is great podcasting where I'm watching a video <laughs> three years ago. Um, yeah, no, so there's probably about eight seconds of gameplay footage in which Yoshi walks from left to right. <laughs> yeah, he stomps on something. Yeah, yeah, he like swallows something, turns into an egg briefly. Looks great. Like, I'd yeah. love to play that game. I just don't know if it'll be in that form. Okie dokie. Uh, so, anything else on the Yarn Yoshi? Nope. Nope. Alright. Alright, so Addison, you got some ideas about Metroid, don't you? Yeah, they're kind of outrageous, but most of my predictions have been a little on that That side. That sounds fun. Well, should I go ahead? Yeah. So, we'll be getting for the Wii U announced in probably just a trailer of Metroid Prime Steam. It is a Metroid Prime style first person Metroid game and the campaign or single player will be similar to a Metroid Prime game, but it'll also contain a competitive multiplayer first person shooter mode. And it will be unique with like using Samus's special like traversal moves like the ball and like other things like that. You can move around the map using stuff like that. Is it essentially like Metroid Prime Hunters, but on Wii U? Pretty much, yep. I would I would be down for that. Yeah, I I think they need something like that in their 
library for the Wii U in I mean, Retro Studios has kind of been the heir apparent to Rare when they were in Nintendo and they made GoldenEye and that is still the best um, sold and most known like first person shooter on Nintendo so, platforms. So. so you think Retro will be behind this? Yes. Okay, then it'll probably be in super, super early form. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's kind of moving on to what I was thinking, and it kind of piggyback, piggyback, piggybacks off of that. Uh, I think we're going to see something new from Next Level Games. I don't it seems think, like it's time. Yeah, I don't think it'll be out for another year or so. Um, and uh, this is going off of... <laughs> The, the, this fir- this idea first popped into my head when uh, I saw something on Twitter, uh, which was like I don't know one of the guys from Eight Four saying like oh who's going to be at E three, Brian Davis from Next Level Games said he's going to be there digitally, and hmm. it's probably completely nothing, but that got me thinking about like maybe there will be a trailer for the new <laughs> Next Level Games game in the uh, Nintendo Digital event, um, which would imply that that Brian is there digitally. Which is probably reading way too much into a, an errant tweet, but I do I do think even aside from that, that I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked to see a a trailer for a new next level games game. You know what would be crazy? What, what if uh, Miyamoto's new game? And and this is in spite of all language barriers. What if Miyamoto's new game was involving him leading next level games as a team, like with collaboration from the Nintendo teams? In that Japan. would I. Doubt that would happen, but that so would do be super I. Cool. That would be super cool. Um, but I, I, as far as what next level games would be working on, I honestly have no idea. I, I feel like it would still be 3ds. Yeah. Um, but I don't really know what it would be. Punch Out was a, that was Guillaume's uh, prediction in the latest RFN, I think, and that sounded pretty good. And then yeah. what? What about Mario Strikers? I, I, you know, I can see Mario Strikers coming back. I don't think Punch Out's going to come back. As much as I as much as I would probably kill a man for a new Punch Out game, I don't think it did well enough on Wii to to warrant another game unless it's like a small eShop title. I mean, in it which got case, a Nintendo Selects label. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, it did it did come out on Wii um, during the time where we sold a lot. Fair enough. Um, but like as like I mean, I think Punch Out was a really well made game, but I don't think it made as much noise. And maybe as Nintendo expected, I, I I don't know if we'll get like a Punch Out two, um, but I know Next Level Games is most likely working on something, uh, and they've been working on it for more than a year at minimum. So I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing something on it. And as far as kind of like random other developers that Nintendo has, has worked with or are part of Nintendo. Uh, the guys who made Zangeki no Reginlev, or however you say that, which was a Wii game that only came out in Japan. Um, it's made by Sandbox, the guys who make the Earth Defense Force games. And they, you know, worked with Nintendo on this Wii game that came out in 2010. Are you, wait, Sandbox or Sandlot? Sandlot, oh god, yeah, I, I, I just wrote it Sandlot, yeah, Sandlot, EDF guys. Sandlot. Um, but, uh, Sandlot? Um, I think they might be working on something else with Nintendo. I don't think it'll be a huge release. It might not even be at E3, but I wouldn't be surprised if we hear something in like a press kit that's like, hey, it's some weird game from those guys who made Earth Defense Force. 
and it's coming out on Wii U the end of this year in Japan and maybe never America. Um, my last thing is, uh, I think, uh, Katsuyu Gucci's team, uh, the Animal Crossing dude, who also worked on Nintendo Land, I have a feeling he's probably working on, uh, or his team is probably working on NFC games. Um, there's an off chance we might see something about a Wii U Animal Crossing game at E3. I don't think that's, I don't think we see that this year. I think we see that at E3 next year, and I think that'll be the last huge game the Wii U gets. Yeah, because I mean, I, I, I have a feeling that with the success of New Leaf, that like they would be stupid if they weren't working on an Animal Crossing game on Wii U, because that's, I mean, New Leaf was a gigantic success, and I would imagine that team's probably hard at work on on something else, because uh, yeah, New Leaf has been out for a year and a half, so. If yeah, but... Animal Crossing wasn't in the elite echelon of Nintendo franchises before, it sure is now. Yeah. That was my last prediction. I think they show something this year. Because they have that app on the Wii U, and they've yeah. already created assets for it, so it would be kind of... I mean, the app doesn't do anything really that great, and I'm yeah. sure it's probably not very big, so it'd be kind of a waste of their time to not use those assets for a full release. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think that if it does come out on Wii U, that it'll it'll be very much... Like I don't think it'll be like it'll be like Wild World, or maybe maybe more like it'll city be folk. like City Folk mm-hmm. to Wild World, right? Because Wild World was a was actually a really good sequel. Yeah, City Folk was kind of like a half remake of Wild World. Yeah, like I think it'll be more like that. But maybe the Wii U and the 3DS version will kind of speak to each other in some way. Yeah, that's which what I, was I think thinking. would be really cool. Um, and my last thing is, I think intelligent systems. I mean, we know they're working on Pushmo World, which will be out like a week after E3. I think intelligent systems is working on something else that will be out in Japan by the end of the year, and maybe everywhere. I think that's either a Paper Mario game on Wii U, or a new entry in the Fire Emblem or Advance Wars series. Advance Wars sounds interesting. I, I don't think that would be on Wii U, but I think it sounds interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess Advance Wars would be on 3DS. Um, mm-hmm. Fire Emblem could be on either, and Paper Mario would be on Wii U. Yes. I think I would prefer a, a, a really, really good Paper Mario RPG, but something tells me you won't get that, so I'll, I'll root for, uh, for an Advance Wars. Do you think we see anything about the Shin Megami Tensei Fire Emblem? Um, oh, wait. Yeah, I forgot about that. Shit. I think if it's a Fire Emblem game, it'll be uh, Mega Ten Cross Fire Emblem. Actually, yeah, that's what Intelligent Systems is probably working on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's more of an Intelligent Systems joint that Atlas is helping on. Yep. No, and I, th- I think that might have even been like clarified that like Intelligent Systems is developing it, but I think I think Intelligent Systems is a pretty big studio. Because um, you do think like they, I mean, I think they did Sticker Star and Fire Emblem Awakening essentially at the same time. Because mm-hmm. um, they came out within six months of each other, uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if you know. I mean, may- maybe like I don't think we'll hear a lot about Mega Ten Cross Fire Emblem, but maybe we'll hear like an update on it because we know it still exists, and then we'll see like Advance Wars or Paper Mario. Maybe I, I think uh, this Fire Emblem game might be taking the bulk of their time. I'm not saying they're not working on something else. I oh, think yeah. they do have a Paper Mario game in development. Uh, I just don't. I just think this is probably getting most of their attention right now. Yeah. 
Uh, so do we have anything else about just kind of random Nintendo games and teams and stuff? What yes. do y'all think are the big holiday games for this year? Smash Brothers, NFC. Okay. And then on 3DS, uh, I think Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire will be in October. I mean, right now. Well, they're confirmed for October. Actually, okay. aren't they confirmed for October or November? I, I, I they have they a release like month. 2000. Yeah, I thought they were just like fall 2014, but, but maybe it is October. I think they'll be in the, the X and Y slot. Um, and I think that this mystery 3DS game will be a major release, whether it's you know, like that, well, in the link between worlds slot or not, I'm not sure. It's November, by the way. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so maybe that's the beginning of November. Something early December, maybe. I don't know. Maybe Majora's Mask. I, I, I still, I, I would put money on if Majora's Mask is indeed a thing coming out this year. It'll be around Halloween. So that's that's when the first one was released too, or yeah, the if, original Majora's Mask. If we think about what uh, 3DS has for the rest of the year, 3DS has Pokemon, 3DS has Smash Bros, and 3DS has Tomodachi. I mean, Tomodachi comes out in a couple of weeks, but just yeah. thinking about what they specifically have for the rest of the year. You know what? Yeah, yeah. Let, let's just let's just fucking lay this out on French Street. Let's let's try to map out Nintendo's rest of the year. Uh, they do follow patterns. So it's Pokemon, Smash Bros, Tomodachi, and then they have this mystery 3DS game, which I think fills in the last slot because there's yeah. room for one more game. Yeah, because I mean, if we, I mean, Nintendo usually works in cycles, and it seems like they've kind of developed a new one for 3DS. As we got Bravely Default, where Fire Emblem came out the year before, um, we got you know when May release right was yeah Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D was in May last year, and then we got Tomodachi Life and Animal Crossing essentially at the exact same time. Um, I think Smash Brothers will be out in August, a la Mario and Luigi Dream Team. And New Super Mario Bros. 2. Yep. And then I think in October, uh, we'll get a Majora's Mask uh, 3DS game. Uh, Pokemon will be early November. And then late November will be this mystery 3DS game and maybe maybe something else. I think something else would be a little... I, I think if we're putting Majora's Mask as this year, and I, I do agree with you it's this year... I think Pokemon is probably going to own November. But uh, if they were original Pokemon games, I would exist. Yeah. Uh, I would agree with you. But actually, and Mystery 3DS games. So those two games in November. I yeah. don't think there's going to be three. I think I think there's a chance there could be three. But I think the third one would be like Mario Party Island Tour, not not like a huge huge release. Um, maybe even Professor Layton versus Ace Attorney. But I don't even know who the hell is publishing that in America. Yeah, that's either gonna that's got to be Nintendo or it's or it's got to be Level Five actually or Capcom. I don't know who yeah. the fuck's. Yeah, I know, I know exactly. <laughs> um, and then for Wii U, um, what? So we got Hyrule Warriors is probably gonna be out early September. I think that'll be in the wonderful one on one slot. Then let's say we got two games in October and two in November. Uh, Smash Brothers is in November. Um, I think. And then we got Yoshi's NFC stuff. I think two um, slots go to NFC games. Yeah. And then, that, yeah, that could be it. Shit. Maybe something else. I don't know. Any third, big third parties, you think? Well, let's talk about third parties. Um, so I've been doing all the E3 appointment booking, and some of it I can't necessarily uh, talk about in specifics, but I can say that third-party support for E3 looks bleak. Mm. Um I mean, we already know that EA and Ubisoft will have nothing for Nintendo systems at E3. Um, and it seems like the entirety of 
uh, third-party Nintendo content is either going to be stuff like Skylanders and Disney Infinity and Lego Batman, or like you know your your Harvest Moon game that's not a Harvest Moon game from Xseed, you know whatever Atlas and Atsume have. Um, I think that's kind of it. Sonic Boom. Yeah, yeah, Sonic Boom. Um, Watchdogs. I think. Well, I mean, we know that Ubisoft won't have anything at their booth. Um, I think there's a chance that Watchdogs is at Nintendo's booth. Um, if they have some sort of third-party Wii U lineup, it might be there because they don't really have anything else to trumpet. Well, there is there is one other possibility that we were briefly talking about before this, which is that there are, as far as I know, confirmed two Assassin's Creed games coming this year: Assassin's Creed Unity, the uh, the new gen version with it, which is xbox one ps4 yeah. that's probably not going on wii u but there's also assassin's that's creed not comet. On wii u there's all there's assassin's creed comet for ps3 and 360 if that's if that's at e3 it's not coming to wii u if that's at e3 at all it's and you're saying it'll never be out on wii u if it's at uh e3 this if, year. if if assassin's creed comet is at e3 then it's it won't be on wii u and my reasoning for that is, is um, you know, I, I ran that story that Ubisoft wasn't going to have anything at uh, anything Nintendo related at their booth. And in years past, at their appointments, uh, we've regularly been in the situation where, like, we'll go there and like, oh, they're, they're showing Rayman Origins. They don't have a Wii version playable, but you know, we still book the appointment, we still play the game, and you know, we'll we won't necessarily read a hands-on impression because we're not playing it on the Nintendo console, but we you know we preview it. And that's usually how some of those publishers go, specifically Ubisoft, unless it's a Wii U, Wii or Wii U exclusive game, we'll probably be playing it on 360 or PS3, because that's that's what they kind of have more more abundance, and that's probably what the games look better on. Um, at least in Wii's case for Wii U. You know, that's maybe that's debatable. Um, so if Assassin's Creed Comet was at Ubisoft's booth and that was coming to Wii U, even if it was just being shown on PS3 or Xbox 360. We still would have booked an appointment with Ubisoft. Um, like they still would have been like, "Oh yeah, come over. We don't have a lot for you guys, but there's some stuff to check out." Because um, we faced that same situation before, where they haven't had a lot, but you know they've had a couple games that are coming into the systems. Uh, so that's why I don't think Assassin's Creed Comet, if it is at a, if it is at E3, it's not coming to Wii U. Fair enough. Um, and also, I think there's been some stuff where, like, they've had retailer leaks about it and mentions everything but Wii U and junk like that. Like, I, I don't think Assassin's, Assassin's Creed 4 sold fucking horribly on Wii U. Like, I think less than 1% of the total sales of that game, which were, which, to be fair, the sales of Assassin's Creed 4 were pretty freaking amazing. Um, yeah, that's that's still, like, two or 300k. Yeah, yeah, but 1% of the total sales... Less than 1% of the total sales of Assassin's Creed 4 was on Wii U. Um, if I ran a company and that's what happened, I would not put the next game on that system. True uh, enough. Because even if you do put it on the Wii U, people are going to complain regardless that it's not good enough. Yeah. In fact, that that's sort of the, uh, the troubles of being a third party on Nintendo systems. Because I'm not saying that... Uh, that third parties haven't fucked up on Wii U and gave people garbage versions. But Ubisoft has been mostly okay with the ports. Not, like, not counting the Rayman delay. Like the, ver- the Wii U versions of most games Ubisoft puts out have been good. But people still treat Ubisoft like this villain who's out to get Nintendo fans. 
Well, so I mean, it, you, Ubisoft is a business, and they're not... They're not all video game companies are businesses. Yes. People aren't out for moral morality. They're not out to win the console wars unless they're the first parties. Yeah. And they just want to make money. They're not here for you. They're here for your money. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, that's the thing is that if you look at... Uh, if you've if you've seen any read anything about the sales of Ubisoft games outside of stuff like Rayman Legends, which uh, reports were that that was that was probably the best selling version of that game, mm-hmm. um, Nintendo or Ubisoft games don't really sell well on Nintendo platforms. I think Splinter Cell Blacklist did not do well on Wii U. Assassin, neither of the Assassin's Creed games sold well on Wii U. Um, haven't heard anything about Child of Light, uh, but that's I mean. You can say what you want, whether it's a chicken or the egg thing with like, you know, oh, they didn't give it full support or what. Um, but Ubisoft games aren't really selling that well. Zombie U bombed, which sucks because Zombie U was really interesting. But, yeah. Did Zombie U bomb? Like, was that, that wasn't successful, I'm guessing, right? It was not successful. Okay. If it was even moderately successful. Well, basically, I think they were kind of hoping it would sell Red Steel members. And it didn't. Um, partially because the Wii U did not sell as many units as the Wii did. Um, but also, I mean, I, I just think it was probably the audience on Wii U might not have generally cared about Zombie U. I mean, I can even think anecdotally amongst our readers and stuff that there are a lot of people who just never really paid any mind to that game. And and to be completely honest, but I think Zombie U is a really interesting game. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't beat it. It's a... It's an interesting game that isn't 100% my bag, baby. Um, it's just something that I thought was really cool and like fun to screw around with with friends, um, even in the single player, just kind of passing the controller around. It was it was a game to show people like, hey, here's something cool in the Wii U. Yeah, uh, it, it sounds like that did uh, for the Wii U what a lot of people are still hoping for the Wii U to get like what people are pining their hopes on for the NFC for uh, the gamepad to get some big justification. Like Zombie U already kind of almost did that a long time ago, yeah. And no one gave a shit. You know what I was thinking about? I was I was uh, uh, this is kind of random, but I guess related to E3. Um, I was hearing stuff about that game Evolve and how it's you know the monster versus four people. How cool would a game like that be on Wii U, where you have the person who's the? I mean, it's it's essentially mm. it's like that that Kong mode from Tank Tank Tank, where you have a monster um, with the gamepad, and then you know four people trying to take it down, except for maybe maybe with you know something more than colorful tanks with people's dumb faces on them with like fake mustaches and stuff. I mean, I just. And not that I expect Evolve to come out on Wii U. I mean, it's it's being made for for uh, PS4 and Xbox One. Um, but like something like that, like I don't know why people aren't trying that on Wii U. I guess Nintendo Land didn't inspire anybody. I, I wish Nintendo was at least trying that on Wii yeah, U. Yeah, because <laughs> they're not. Um, but that's that's probably a story for another day. Um, I just, I think as far as, uh, this will be my, my sixth E3, I've gone to everyone since 2009, and I think this will be the most depressing third-party showing I have ever seen. Um, but perhaps it will be, uh, one of the better Nintendo showings, because I, um, I guess... It better be. <laughs> <laughs> 
we should probably move on to our final thoughts at this point. Yeah. And, uh, well, I guess I guess just touching briefly, I think there will be some indies in Nintendo's booth, uh, but nothing new. Still trying to make it work. Yeah. Like maybe maybe the Shovel Knight guys will be there. Some of the other dozen games that were supposed to come out four months ago that haven't come out yet. Um, I don't think there will be anything too new though, but they will be there. So let's go on to our final thoughts. I will start. Uh, I think that by the end of the show, we will likely know, at least in some capacity, what the rest of the Wii U's life looks like. And I'm not saying we're going to know all the games that come out. There's still going to be surprises. If we don't see Animal Crossing now, we'll see it eventually. It's not the games I'm talking about. I'm saying a lot of the, the rest of the Wii U's life is determined by how this NFC stuff goes. Because this is, as far as I'm concerned, the last chance the Wii U has to give itself a personality and some kind of legacy that's not all oh, that that weird half-failed Nintendo console. I think if Nin- if Nintendo pulls this NFC stuff really well, if they pull it off entirely, I don't know if it'll turn the Wii U into the Wii. It sure as hell won't, but it might be a kick in the pants that Wii U really needs. And if NFC fails, and if NFC, uh, not even a blunder, but just doesn't light the world on fire, I don't think anything the Wii U does is ever going to put the world on fire if Mario Kart doesn't do it and this NFC uh, Skylanders-ass stuff doesn't do it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely see the, the NFC stuff as kind of their last their last last hurrah on Wii U. Like, let's see if this works and we'll build off of that. Um, if it doesn't, then then yeah, we're moving on. Um, and I think, judging from Skylanders and Disney Infinity, as long as Nintendo has you know a a competent strategy and idea, and I have enough faith in the company that I think they will have something interesting to do with these figurines. If if they didn't have it, I don't think they'd do it unless there's really that much shareholder pressure. Um, but I think they're gonna have something special with what they're doing with nfc and i think it'll be maybe not taking down skylanders or disney infinity but it will you know compete with them like i know you know that skylanders is still ruling that roost but i think disney infinity in some aspects you know did just as good or better like i think disney infinity and skylanders are kind of getting to this like sega nintendo from the early 90s thing right now Mm. where the young upstart is the company with close to 100 years of history um, which is kind of funny because um, I think that Disney Infinity is kind of playing from behind the Skylanders and I think that Nintendo will be playing any even farther behind from Skylanders well not even behind I, I think I think what Nintendo does will be inspired somewhat by Skylanders but I think it will be entirely its own thing in the same way Pikmin is a strategy game but it totally isn't a yeah. strategy game uh, Nintendo's NFC or NFP approach is going to be kind of like Skylanders, but it's going to be Nintendo's approach to Skylanders. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the same thing as Disney Infinity, is that Disney Infinity is the Disney take on that Skylanders thing. They're not really comparable other than the the figures in them. Um, I think, I mean, I, I think I've, I've written features on the site saying how they are completely different ideas. Um, or at least, like, the gameplay behind them. And I think that Nintendo's will be, like, a you know, a third version of like, hey, here's another way you can do these figures. And the fact it's that it's on the controller changes everything. Yeah. Hmm. It really does. Um, as someone who loves the shit out of Skylanders and Disney Infinity, 
if I could just put that stuff in the gamepad, it would be even better. I would play it way more often because right now it's kind of like a process to to take the portal out and hook it up and get the figures out and everything. Whereas if it was just on, you know, on the controller at all times, then it'll just be like, oh, I'll just, you know, go into this game, pick up this Mario figure, and then I'm playing. I'm also not a child, which is probably where this is most directed towards. So. <laughs> Um, I'm interested to see, as as the resident um, NFC game nerd here, I'm very curious to see how this all shakes out. I'm hopeful for it. I I think uh, I I sound negative about uh, Wii U and Wii U's future sometimes, but I think NFC has a shot. Like I'm 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 standing in NFC's corner this time with Nintendo's NFP, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe the little guy can do it this time. Nintendo's not necessarily the little guy, but in this race right now, Wii U is definitely the little guy, and I think NFP, uh, NFC might be the lucky punch that the Wii U has still. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just just wait till instead of putting disc cases on your bookshelf, (laughs) you'll be having these nice little figures. What's the perfect way to display games other than figures? I think that would be so cool. I just don't think it'll happen. Like, cause it really, when you were describing that, that made me think of how Xbox one was going to do stuff. I like, we figured out DRM except for Nintendo's way about it would probably actually fly if it weren't for Xbox one coming before it. You get a little toy. Yeah. I well, would totally it do doesn't that. have to work like that too. Yeah. I mean, you could store that. The figure could just be an access key for the game and you could trade them, sell them. Yeah. But I still think uh, we're going to see Mario football. Maybe that's what Next Level Games is working on. Hmm. Um, Mario, Mario's American football. Yeah, that was pretty much my E3 prediction for like three years in a row, a couple years back, because I just wanted it so badly. Yeah, I would totally get that day one. But yeah, I think that's just about it for this E3 show. Um, any any final, 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 final thoughts before we... Uh, just, you know, uh, leave luck to the heavens, whatever Nintendo supposedly means. Close us out, Addison. If there's a Zelda game at, we- at E3, I'll be happy. No matter what it is. Hyrule Warriors? Is that fine? Because uh, <laughs> that'll be That's there, so That's the consolation happy. prize. I mean, like, I'm yeah. talking timeline. Well, Hyrule Canon. Warriors could be on the timeline. Didn't you see that stuff that it might be a prequel to Skyward Sword? Oh, man. Well, they didn't even get the timeline right with uh, Link Between Worlds. <laughs> because so it doesn't matter. <laughs> All I'm saying is, if there's a Wii U Zelda, they could announce nothing else, and I'll be extremely excited. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think the Zelda team at Nintendo is doing their most interesting work. All right. Word. And I think that's it. Uh, hope you guys enjoy E3. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Later.
everybody and welcome to a brand new segment of Nintendo World Report Connectivity. I am your host for the next few minutes, Alex Kalafi, and I'm going to be talking about Watch Dogs, the recently released video game by Ubisoft that is now out on every single platform apparently but Wii U. But as of this recording, it is still slated for release on Wii U later this year. Uh, I'm just going to spend a few minutes talking about Watch Dogs as a game, what I think about it. I just beat it, uh, just so you know. So... Because I just beat it, and because I'm about an hour from beating it, I'm going to give you my freshest impressions, and I'm going to tell you whether this game is worth looking forward to later this year. I should also specify that because this is an open-world adventure action-type game, like the Grand Theft Autos and Assassin's Creed's of the world, this is my wheelhouse. This is my genre overall. I, I know a lot of us Nintendo fans may be into platformers, and a lot of us may be into uh, JRPGs, my genre is open world games. And saying that, saying this coming from uh, a lot of experience with games like this, beating many of these 20 to 30 hour crime focused uh, open world third person action games, Watch Dogs is really good. I was I was impressed with Watch Dogs because based on all the delays and based on the reasons for the delays, which was to make the game less repetitive, I was expecting an Assassin's Creed 1 situation where the game was going to be uh, good, having a lot of promise that ultimately wouldn't be delivered in the first game. And I'm happy to report that the game is really good even, if it, even in its first entry. Watch Dogs is a third-person open-world action game that is... Probably the closest to Grand Theft Auto that Ubisoft has ever gotten. Because Ubisoft, as we all know, makes a lot of open world games, but they've never actually, on a on as, at least a scale as huge as this, they've never seriously approached Grand Theft Auto in any way of their own. But this game, uh, not only does it look like a GTA game, like uh, GTA 4 and 5, but it also plays like it a lot. Like, it has somewhat similar shooting to GTA. It has the weapon wheel that uh, you may have seen in GTA 5. Obviously, I know that that wasn't the first game that did it. Uh, the driving feels a lot like GTA. And the story structure, how it's about 20, 25 hours of various arcs throughout the city at different parts with uh, different antagonists at different points in the story. That is very much a GTA thing, and that is very much what Watch Dogs does. So in a lot of ways, uh, Watch Dogs plays like a version of GTA with the violence toned down. Like, like you're never going to just be outright going into sandbox mode and killing people for fun, even though you can. Like, it doesn't give you... It, you don't want to in the same way you would in a GTA game. What makes Watch Dogs a lot different, though, is that it comes in in this uh, either present or slight, slightly into the future time setting where everyone is hooked up. It's... Uh, it's technology is everywhere, hackers are the future, everyone's concerned with information, everyone's getting their data stolen, everyone's getting blackmailed, and you play as Aiden Pierce, who has to get revenge for uh, a member of his family getting killed, don't worry, that is revealed in the first 10 minutes of the game, uh, at best. And as he goes through his tale of revenge, he is a master hacker, and because of that, he can hack into his environment to manipulate it. So... Uh, let's say the cops are chasing you around the city in the same way uh, that that might happen in a GTA game. Well, because you have access to this iPhone type thing that has access to everything electronic around you, you can raise blockers in, in the city. You can raise spikes in the city. You can shut down a helicopter remotely uh, from your car. 
when you're fighting enemies, one of them might have a grenade. You can remotely activate that grenade while you're in cover thanks to your special phone. Uh, if someone has a communication helmet on, like that they would use to walkie-talkie in and out, you can send interference to it to distract uh, like a guard so you can shoot them without them noticing. It, it creates this interesting power trip where you feel like you have total control over your environment. Like you can make generators explode at will around your enemies without them even seeing you. You can go into cameras to look around and get a better uh, view of the area without having to go up from cover. And it's interesting because in a lot of these games, the power trip comes from the weapons. The power trip comes from the guns. The power trip comes from the exploration and knowing you can go anywhere, do anything, kill anyone you want. But in this game, the power trip comes a lot from knowing that you can manipulate the environment at will. And I think in that way, Ubisoft is very successful. So this may sound uh, somewhat complicated, but... The game makes hacking extremely easy. It's really just being at the right place with your reticle and just just looking at the right uh, piece of electronic equipment. And then on PS3, pressing square, which I guess would be the Y button on Wii U. Uh, so it's, it's very simple in that way. And you can also hack into individual people on the street like bystanders. If you're walking by a bystander and you get a hack option, you can actually see a little pop-up that says this person is worth this much money, uh, they have this job, and this is something that's notable about them. So uh, one bystander might say this person was just diagnosed with leukemia. Another one might have something goofy like this person is really into cosplay. Uh, another one might say uh, convicted of murder, and actually no, acquitted after being charged with murder. So it's really interesting to just see this phone not only be able to hack into anything you want, but to also be able to peer into the lives of these bystanders that would normally just be cannon fodder in a Grand Theft Auto game. I'm not saying it does Grand Theft Auto better than Grand Theft Auto, but Watch Dogs does a very good job of justifying its own existence as a new entry into the open world genre. It doesn't just feel like the original Saints Row did, where it was just, ah, uh, it's, it's a good version of a GTA clone, but it's still kind of a GTA clone. No, this is very much its own game, while clearly taking inspiration from games like Grand Theft Auto, and that I like. I guess, at this point, I should talk about a few of the things I like and dislike. I like the gameplay overall, as I just talked about, the hacking stuff is simple, the, uh, the shooting is pretty fun. The driving is like Grand Theft Auto 4, so a lot of people might hate it. It's actually like a tighter, uh, racing-oriented Grand Theft Auto, so obviously a lot of people might hate it, but it uh, it spoke to me because I like that heavy tank-like driving. because It feels semi-realistic as opposed to all of the, uh, the Saints Row games where every car feels like a racing vehicle. I like the stealth in the game. It, it's like Assassin's Creed in that uh, there are a lot of missions where you're trying to sneak around, but if you don't want to sneak around, you can just go head-to-head -head and kill. But the stealth is very fun because it's not just waiting, 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 sneaking around a corner, uh, getting into cover, waiting, waiting, waiting. It's that plus manipulating the environment to your will. So if there's a generator in the wall and, and a guard walks by, you can make it explode, kill that guard without the guard knowing that you're there. People just write it off as a malfunction at first. You can lift and lower the shutters to distract people while you sneak past. It's not the most difficult stealth. Like, it's not as technical as a Hitman game can get. 
but it's very fun and i was surprised that i was actually playing a game where i was looking forward to the stealth segments uh, which were by no means required. I mean, you, you can always just go in guns blazing and treat it like any other game. The story, I was also surprised by how much I liked it. Um, Aiden was kind of written off by a lot of reviewers as this really boring old uh, middle, not middle aged, he's in his 30s, but white man who's out for revenge, he lost his family, blah, blah, blah. It's, uh, there's more to his character than that. Like the story does a very good job of explaining why he is how he is and who he is as a person. And it also does a very good job of building the world around him. But this also leads to one of the things I don't like about watchdogs is that the story uh, is so elaborate in certain ways. Like it does such a good job of building up this real world of how there's like the mob who's trying to gain uh power over the city while there's these new age gangsters who are also good at hacking while being streetwise and then there's like the dead sec who are kind of like the anonymous uh trying to use their hacking prowess to take control in their own way it does such a good job of that that the game in its story does a poor job of explaining what's going on at any given time so while the story does a great job of characterizing really good villains, really good relationships, really good uh, organizations to be feuding, it doesn't do a very good job at explaining those organizations and uh, explaining the motives. So you kind of have to figure out a lot of that on your own. Uh, it, it makes the story more convoluted than it has to be, but by the end of it, I more or less knew most of what was going on, so it didn't bother me too much. That is is probably the only thing I really dislike about the game, though. I mean, the hacking, because it's so easy, it can also get a little repetitive once in a while, and some of the puzzle sections where you're trying to hack into uh, a server room, I guess, to hack into the server or whatnot, those puzzles aren't that great either, but that's a very small part of the game. Like, like the story, a little bit of repetition in parts, and uh, certain puzzle segments aren't very good. But outside of those three things, Watch Dogs is a very good game, and I do recommend it. It has a creative take on a familiar type of gameplay. Uh, it does a good job of building a real-feeling modern future. Or, you know what, maybe some of this stuff can happen. Even if it doesn't do a great job of setting it up, this game has a lot of effort and love put into it, which is surprising to say compared to some of the Ubisoft games of yesteryear. Assuming the Wii U port turns out alright, and you can find out if it turns out alright from our review uh, when and if that game comes out, but if the port turns all right, out alright, and it does turn out to be a good representation of the game, I think it's great. I think it's worth picking up, especially if you're waiting for the Wii U version or you only have a Wii U and this is the only way you'd ever play it. I think Watch Dogs might get your modern western open world fix if that is something you want to look for. That's all I have to say. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you have any questions for anyone about anything, we'll probably answer a few at some point in the future. Uh, you should email connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. We haven't gotten a ton, so if you send us an email and it's halfway decent, we will probably read it on the air. Uh, thank you for listening, guys. See you later. Bye.
Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget to send your listener mail questions to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. We love getting them, and with E3 right around the corner, now is the perfect time to send us your questions or comments, so please send them in. Uh, And also, if you've got a moment, rate and review the show on iTunes. Thanks!